Hello, this is Dr. Marianne Pearson. I'm the professor in The Professor and the PIO. And this is Professor C.L. Lopez, the Public Information Officer, or PIO, of The Professor and the PIO. Welcome, Professor Lopez. I want to give a little bit of background about the California Association of Public Information Officials, better known as CAPIO. Professor Lopez is the past president of CAPIO, and CAPIO is a membership organization serving more than five to 600 professionals throughout the public sector who engage communities through honest and transparent communication. CAPIO provides education and networking that helps members and their agencies develop and advance. Professor Lopez, could you please explain the job of public information official? Well, I would have to say that every day is truly an adventure. Every day is different, and the work is often very meaningful. Public information is a function that you will find within the public sector, and we are public servants. And the information that we share has the power to transform lives. In my own job working in human services or social services, we get to promote programs and services that can help children who are in need of loving adoptive homes. Sometimes our function is to help promote programs that help those who have served our country through Veterans Affairs. We're able to help them receive benefits for their families that not only impact their education and housing, but their health. We also promote programs that help those who are homeless or those who are living in or near poverty. And we get to use a variety of different communications tools. Sometimes we use social media, media relations, we use writing skills, other times we'll do photography or video, or we'll use digital tools such as websites or blogs. And we use all of these tools in a variety of capacities throughout even one given day. So it is definitely an adventure. We get to cover a number of different topics and we get to use a number of different communications tools. Wonderful. What aspect of your education and experience prepared you best for this position? Well, I would go back even as far as high school when I was a student at Bloomington Christian School. I had a very strict English teacher who really emphasized the importance of good writing skills to me. I had a government teacher who instilled in me a love for government and becoming a public servant. And I also had a yearbook advisor who helped me really hone in on the craft of graphic design, photography, and writing, all skills that came in useful on the high school yearbook staff. And later on when I came to California Baptist University a very long time ago as an undergraduate. I studied journalism, and I was on the banner staff. I served as an editor-in-chief for two years, and then part of the requirements for my degree were to have internships, and I was grateful for what I learned in the classroom, but having these requirements and these challenges that really required me to have some real-world practice and perspective were such a gift to me, and it was all part of the California Baptist University experience. And it also gave me a realistic preparation for the job and what the job would entail. And it gave me that taste of what my career would look like in journalism. And even though I retired from journalism and I moved on to a career as a public information officer, that journalism career really did serve as a good foundation for what I do today. When I was a reporter, I was doing photography. I was doing um, interviews. I was even beginning to record and do some videos. And I was doing a lot of writing. And all of those skills have come in very useful in my present job because much of what I do is related to media relations. Sometimes we are very aggressive in getting media coverage and generating media coverage of our programs. And other times we are also responding to media. And the beautiful thing about that is I have that media background and in many ways 
working as a journalist has given me that ability to speak the language as a journalist. And when I'm communicating with the media, I feel like it really had given me that perspective that I need to be very well equipped for what I do. Wonderful. I agree. Journalistic skills really are helpful within the field of public relations and as a public information official. Could you share with us what is a typical day like in your position? One of the reasons that I love my job so much is that there is no such thing as a typical day. Sometimes we respond to a crisis situation. Other times we are recording videos. We do a lot of digital storytelling. Sometimes that involves recording testimony of people who are telling the story of how their lives have been changed by the services that the agency that I work for provide. Other times we'll have photo shoots. There's a lot of photography that goes into our job. Other times we'll be developing and implementing social media campaigns. Other times we'll be responding to the media and handling media relations. And then there's also a great deal of strategic planning that goes on in the background. We develop public relations campaigns to promote our services and inform the public about what we do. And again, every day is different. Some days we will really be focused on a couple of those aspects of the job. Other times you will see days where we are doing every single aspect of the job and it is a very busy day. It's a challenging job but it's one that is really beneficial for somebody that likes to have a day that is very different and full of a, num- full of a number of different activities and focuses. It's really a job that challenges one to have diverse job skills and be very flexible and uh, be able to go with the flow of a day. Well, that's great. Could you describe your role when an emergency or a crisis hits? Well, nobody ever wants to see a crisis situation happen, but you definitely want to be prepared for that. When I began my job as a public information officer for the agency for which I work today, I was very interested in training opportunities, and I was very fortunate that my boss was very supportive about career advancement, and I was very interested in learning about crisis communications and being prepared for a crisis, even though my job is very focused on social services and not really a public safety related job, I still felt it was important to learn about important crisis communication skills and how to respond to crisis situations. And that carried over to the team that I work on. I felt it was really important to encourage them to have training opportunities in the area of crisis communication. So my team has had a lot of training related to crisis communication. We've had training from the California Office of Emergency Services um, through Kelly Houston. We've had training with the California Specialized Training Institute with Karen Terrell. And um, we've also had training through FEMA. And it's all been very beneficial for us. We've been able to uh, really learn from a number of professionals that are skilled. I also have to mention Scott Summerfield as well, because he's also helped us with crisis communication training as well. And we've had all of that training. And it's in our background. It's just part of who we are. And that training has come in very useful. And when you're faced with a crisis, you sometimes have to go into autopilot mode because there's so much going around, going on around you and you have to rely on the training and the skills that you have. You'll be working long hours and you're putting everything that you've learned into practice. This is what you've trained for. And you have to stay calm and you have to trust your training and remember your training. And you have to, above all, support your team and support your agency through a very difficult time. And you also have to have a great public relations or rather... uh, crisis communications plan in place and you have to remember that plan and you have to implement it so it's important to just always have the training and the plan in place so that when something does happen it comes as second nature to you 
that sounds like so much to manage. It sounds like you really have a lot on your plate, but that you're very well prepared for it because of the training you've received. Could you also describe your role when reputation management skills are needed to provide damage control? Well, I'm very fortunate to lead a very gifted and passionate team that's really committed to helping people. And whenever there is a major incident, it's all hands on deck. Everybody wants to respond. Everybody wants to help. And in my own role overseeing communications and human services, I oversee what needs to be done. I work very closely with our team. Sometimes we have a united effort, such as a joint information center. Sometimes that may also involve um, supporting emergency operations centers, which is very important in a crisis situation. You all have to come together and do the job that needs to be done. We work very closely with our team, and we very often implement a take-the-lead approach whenever it comes to uh, something related to reputation management skills or even crisis situations. And the take-the-lead approach for our agency is a nice little acronym, not too long because in a major, major type of situation. You don't have a lot of time on your hands. So um, for us, take the lead means leverage, evaluate, act, and disseminate. So whenever we are faced with a challenging situation, such as something that's related to reputation management, we look at the situation and we all, wherever we are, we come together, we leverage our resources, we see who in our team is available to provide support. We evaluate what needs to be done and we look at the situation and see what the best way to handle that would be, which leads us into ACT. We determine what course of action needs to be taken, what communication tools we will be using, who will be doing what roles, and that again goes back to our communications plan and having that already predetermined to some degree. And then we move on to disseminating, disseminating our messaging. So that's very important uh, to ensure that we really tell our story and we get our message across. And part of Handling reputation management is ensuring that your story is told and you're able to address any misinformation and provide an accurate account of what is potentially being misrepresented. What advice do you have for students who want to become PIOs? That's a great question. In fact, I was just telling my students today that they need to take their learning beyond the classroom, go beyond the textbook. You as a student, are going to benefit greatly from reading articles written by professionals. It'll be beneficial for you to stay on top of current events and see how different agencies are responding to their own situations related to public information and public relations. And I also encourage students to learn from professionals, seek mentors. As professionals, we all have had people who have guided us along the way and helped us to get to where we are, and many of us want to give back to the profession that we love so much and help students. So there are plenty of opportunities to network with professionals through agencies like the California Association of Public Information Officials, Public Relations Society of America, which has chapters throughout the whole entire country, and even through the American Marketing Association. You can always find groups of professionals that are willing to share their knowledge with the future generations of public information professionals and communicators. And mentors are great because they really do give you that real-world perspective, and they can point you in the right direction to improve your craft, improve your skills, and what steps are best to take when you're beginning your career. And your mentors are really your North Stars. They're people that you can look up to as students, and you can learn from their experience, learn from their examples. 
And I just encourage every student to seek out those professional contacts. Uh, Public Relations Society of America and CAPIO have a number of professional networking and training opportunities. And yes, they are geared toward professionals, but there's something to be said about learning alongside professionals. It'll provide you with good work experience and good perspective when you do go on to become a full-time professional. And you're able to network with professionals in your area that can really provide a good deal of inspiration and insight to your own career questions and they can again really help you get onto that positive trajectory to becoming a public information officer or communications public relations professional. Thank you so much for sharing that. I'm a huge advocate in mentoring and in being involved in public um, public uh, uh, organizations like PRSA and CAPIO. They're incredible and they offer networking opportunities and good resources. So thank you for sharing that. Could you explain the benefits of working for a public institution? Well, coming out of the newsroom, I am a retired journalist who worked for a daily newspaper. I can say that there is just this amazing appreciation that I have for working for the public sector. Um, Leaving the newsroom was a very difficult thing for me because I always saw myself as being a career journalist, and it was a major transition for me, but I'm so grateful I made that transition. Working for the public sector, there is stability that comes with that industry. Um, You get not only the peace of mind of knowing that you have job stability, but you also have good benefits. And that's beneficial not only to you, but for your family and for your own health and well-being. In some ways, also, working in the public sector is like a ministry. You go into it not for the money, although some of the positions do pay very well, um, but you go into it because you want to help people. And there's a very satisfying feeling that comes with knowing that you're helping people that are in need of information that could help change their lives. And you're part of a larger network of like-minded individuals who share that desire to help people with their different talents and their different gifts. Thank you for sharing the many benefits of, of working for a public institution. Could you share with us what is the most rewarding part of your job? I love waking up every morning and knowing that I'm going to get to go to work and work with my very talented team. Everybody in our team has different skill strengths. Some of us are more gifted in photography, others are more gifted in videography and social media and writing and working with the media. But we all have very complementary skills and when we come together we make this very complete public relations and public information effort. And it's just a wonderful thing to see everybody coming together and doing their best, using their skills to help others. I love that we're able to share information that has a potential to change lives. Just looking at some of the work that I did with my team this past week, it was related to promoting adoptions-related services. And just knowing that a video that we created may inspire somebody to become a foster or adoptive parent and change a child's life is a very powerful thing. We also worked at promoting an event that was promoting a grand opening of a preschool services site. And in promoting that particular grand opening, we were able to educate the community about the services that an agency provides that not only educates preschoolers, but it also provides services to parents that may need some assistance in finding jobs. The program also provides job training skills. So just any little thing that we do on the job has this potential to have a major impact on a family's life. Uh, We created a radio ad and the tagline really, really speaks to what we do. It's changing lives one family at a time. And just knowing that that is something that we get to be a part of is a very powerful thing. And it reminds me very often of the California Baptist University uh, phrase that you hear very often, live your purpose. We all get to wake up in the morning and live our purpose and use our skills to help people 
and provide them with information that is very important that can help improve their quality of life. It certainly sounds like you are living your purpose in your position. So we all have highs and lows in the workplace. Could you describe the best and worst day that you might experience in a nutshell? Well, the most unfortunate thing that one may encounter on the job will be a crisis situation. And just looking back at some of the things that my own agency has had to deal with, we have dealt with major incidents. And I can honestly say that nothing will ever be as bad as dealing with a major incident where lives are lost. And that's something that gives you perspective, not only for the job, but for life. Um, on what would have been something that somebody would probably consider a bad day. We look at it very differently in my agency. Uh, We remind ourselves that any day where everyone is safe and gets to go home to their family is not just a good day, it's a great day. And we really do keep that perspective. We strive to have that life balance and we love what we do, but we also maintain that focus that our Our family and our loved ones are very important. Our job is about um, serving other families, so family is also a very big part of what we do, and we keep that focus on what matters the most, Um, and that helps us go into our job with a very special perspective. Um, It helps us maintain a positive perspective and a positive outlook on what we do. And um, on that note of a positive outlook, looking at what some of the best parts of my job are, I'm very much focused on treasuring the moments that are wonderful and beautiful. Um, on my job, we have seen some things that could probably be uh, characterized as the worst of humanity, but then we also come across moments where we're able to see things that resemble the best of humanity. And I look back on my time within my agency, and some of the most special moments that really stand out to me are related to the work that we do with foster youth that are in need of adoptive families. And one of my favorite events that I've been able to provide communications support to with my team is the adoption finalization event that we do where we celebrate uh, the adoptions of hundreds of children that have been waiting to have their forever families. And there's nothing more powerful than being able to see a child's life be completely changed and see a family just fully legally come together. And um, I treasure those moments when I've been able to see a judge tell a mother and father that from this day forward, you are now legally the parent of this child and this child will forever be known as your son or daughter. So um, I look for moments like that on the job and I treasure them. And having those moments really um, are what builds those best moments on the job for me. First, I want to thank you for being with us today. You've provided us so much wonderful information, very useful and informative. So my final question for you is, do you find your job boring or interesting? I would not only say that I find my job interesting, but I love my job. I really feel Um, As California Baptist would say it, I really feel like I'm getting to live my purpose. My job is extremely meaningful. I love what I do. I get to use my favorite skills to make a difference. I get to work with an amazing team of gifted and talented and passionate individuals who are all about making a difference in people's lives. I have a very close-knit work family. I feel like when I leave work, I do go home to my loved ones and family, but I also feel like when I wake up in the morning, I get to go and be with my work family and my loved ones at work. And I think that is so important to not only find a job where you're able to use your skills that you have perfected and and trained for um, for a number of years, but 
Um, it's also important just to be able to do something that you truly love that makes you happy. And I feel like I'm so blessed that I was able to find this particular opportunity. Um, it's really something that I am truly fulfilled by, and it's an incredible, incredible blessing to be a part of the team that I am a part of. And uh, I look forward to God willing years to come on this job, and I'm excited about what my team and I do from day to day, and I'm excited about what the future holds for us. Thank you so much, Professor Lopez, for sharing your experiences with us. You've provided a wealth of information. And thank you, listeners, for tuning in to Episode 3 of The Professor and the PIO.